Hello, 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 and welcome to Candrasations. I am your host, Candra Thomas-Bell. Candrasations is a podcast where we dive into authentic and organic conversations with real people about their remarkable life experiences. Our goal is to empower and inspire as we explore the diverse paths of self-discovery, healing, and self-care that leads to overall wellness. So stay tuned for today's episode. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Kendra Sations. I am your host, Kendra Thomas-Bell, and today we're bringing my special, special, special guest back. Um, I know you guys have missed her. She hasn't been on... um, the podcast since season one. Um, so, uh, welcome back, Kiara Thomas. <laughs> hey, everybody. So today, um, uh, I want we're gonna talk about uh, motherhood just a little bit more. Um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine a while ago. And um, the, the, the conversation landed me into a place that says, during my trauma, was I being a mother or doing a mother? And so it caused me to, to focus on when I was mothering through my trauma, I was really just doing Get up on time. Make sure your clothes are clean. Making sure your homework is done. Making sure you had something to eat. Making sure the lunches was paid. Making sure um, you got home safely. You got school safely. You Making sure you had doctor's appointments scheduled. Making sure that records were done for school. Making sure all the paperwork that came on the first day of school was completed. Um, just all the things that you have to do as being a mother. Because during that time, I was a single mother. So, I don't think I was really being a mother. Because the level of emotional connection that probably needed to happen was omitted. Because I was so busy doing. What would you say? I can agree. I can see... The difference in doing versus being, especially now that I am a mother. Right. And so, we had these conversations about um, our growth and development and how we're now nurturing um, my granddaughter in a way that is different from how I was raised and how I raised my daughter so that we can change the trajectory of her life, right? That's that's the goal, um, to leave things better than we found them. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, I will say that we're just going to keep going. So, got a couple questions, and we'll talk about what I want to say about being a mother and doing a mother. Um 
in the whole part of being a mother. It's about your identity. Being a mother is deeply tied to one's identity. It encompasses the emotional and psychological aspect of motherhood. It's about how a person sees themselves as a nurturing and care, caring figure responsible for a child's well-being. Also, it requires emotional connection. And being a mother involves developing a strong emotional connection with your child. And it's about feeling love, responsibility, and a deep bond with your child, which goes beyond the task that you perform for your child. Mm -hmm. Then we talk about a little bit about the values and beliefs with being a mother. The internal framework includes that the values and beliefs and principles you hold as a mother, whatever they are specific to each and every individual, these can shape your parenting styles, um, especially when you think about things from the past and how you know you may have been raised. But there's always place for change mm. or growth or transformation. Um, even with your decision-making and the lessons you aim to impart in your children. So, um, for me, I didn't get all that to later. Right. Not I did some things, but not to the degree of what I do it now from a healed place. Mm-hmm. So, I am actually aware if my daughter say, I need to talk to you. Or, or she says, are you on the phone? I say, yeah. Do I need to get off? Mm-hmm. That's our cue to say, hey, I need more than your shoot me off type thing. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, need, I, I need some time. Right. <laughs> and so we make room for that now. Um, um, doing a mother, um, just to kind of look at that too. Or your daily responsibilities. The aspect that involves practical, day-to-day tasks, responsibilities that come with caring for your child. These include feeding, bathing, providing for their needs, ensuring their safety. We talked about all that. Time management. Doing the task as a mother involves effective time management. And you know, as a mother, we really don't have enough time. We don't never have enough time. It ain't enough hours in a day to do and be. <laughs> right. Quite literally. And so that's why this conversation is important because we're sometimes it's the checklist is so long mm-hmm. that you can't be. Right. And so now when we look at therapy and stuff like that, everybody's talking about be present, be intentional. And so now we're really working to be present, mm-hmm. be intentional, and be open to feedback, even when it can come off a little harsh, but it's from somebody else's perspective, and we have to honor that, too. It doesn't have to be disrespectful, but... Right. Yeah. So, since you are, I ain't going to say a real new mother... But you know, you you got, got three, three years, years in, in the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I 
I'm the I'm new. I ain't new to this no more. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit true to So, what are some of the most unexpected or surprising aspects of motherhood that you've encountered on your journey, and how have they shaped your perspective on being or doing a mother? Um, unexpected and surprising. The lessons that come with it. Um, what I what I mean by that is, like, you know, as a parent, you're you the thought is you're supposed to teach, always, but. A lot of times I'm being taught mm-hmm. and by interacting and being a present parent, like I pride myself on being a present parent when it comes to KJ because my presence is, is priceless for her Yeah, and it's very much so impactful and it's not just about the doing parts of it, which is making sure she has sufficient clothes, making sure she got food, making sure she's in daycare and things like that. Like a lot of times I'm doing stuff for her as a, the aspect of being a mother. Mm-hmm. And it teaches me things that I didn't recognize my inner child needed or I didn't recognize I didn't have much access to as a child because of the place that you were in when we were growing absolutely absolutely and so it's a it's a growth place for all of us now because not only just you being so present is beautiful to watch but it makes me more present even with her Mm-hmm. more and even with relationships as a whole right because we can go on the being a friend or doing a friend mm-hmm. this could be a whole set of <laughs> topics yeah <laughs> so it can be being a wife and doing a wife being, being a wife doing a wife being like, a sibling doing a sibling <laughs> you know we can keep going down the road in the rabbit hole because and it's not to say that anybody is wrong for doing either one because your capacity is what it is at the moment. Right. But what the intention for this episode is to shed light on how we could be more present while we're doing. Right. I think that's that's the overarching goal is to just look where you are just doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I was notorious while y'all were growing up, of being on my phone and talking to people. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you for the acknowledgement. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I... We love accountability. <laughs> I was on it. I was on the phone. I had talked to five friends about the same thing or whatever else was going on. All right. And um, getting feedback, which... Probably I didn't need the feedback when I think about it now. Yeah. If we look at it honestly, but growth is such a evolution, right? Right. And so I'm grateful of the space that I'm in. I can own all of the the things in my life, good, bad, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. Um. But what we really just want to help people understand that 
if you're doing fine, we want you to do. We want you to do all the things. Right. But we also want you to be be present. And even be present for yourself. Yeah. I think that for my age group and um, what I've noticed, like my mom friends are top tier. Wouldn't trade them from the world. Like we have a common a common self-respect and pride for being there for our kids. But I think that sometimes what I guess um, encourages battling postpartum beyond your capacity is not being available for yourself and trying to balance it out. Because I remember... When I first, when KJ was a newborn, it was a whole lot of doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like the older she gets, the more competent she is, the more cognitive she is. I can lean into being even more because I can do activities with her where it's just not you on a tablet or I'm on my phone. We go outside and we go play or we go blow bubbles, whatever, something small, something simple. Because at the end of the day, all I want to know is if she don't know nothing else, I'm present. Absolutely. She has access to me. Mm -hmm. And it's not a burden to me. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I feel like when you doing more than being, your kids do feel like a burden Mm -hmm. to some people. I feel like that, that do wear you out and you just be like, Oh, I just need a break. You're frustrated. And if you don't tap into self-care for yourself as a parent, like, you wear many hats as a mother. You never stop being a mother. Mm-hmm. I, I Forget mm-hmm. when you 18 and of age. Right. My job, your job is never done. Right. Especially when you're being and right. not just doing. Right. So I feel like the just like you need work-life balance, work-life balance, so to speak, you need mom self-balance. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I encourage people to do stuff for themselves all the time, especially my friends. It's like, if it's something that you love to do when you was a kid and you might not have a sitter right now, do whatever that activity was with your child. Like, I have coloring books for myself and I got coloring books for KJ, but mm-hmm. I'm still present. I don't have to put you off in a corner and time out or take a nap or send you, ship you off to somebody. If we're going to be together and I'm your only person right now, mm-hmm. so so be it. But it does not have to be burdensome. Right. Um, I just want to speak to single mothers more specifically. There may be a space in you that you feel like you have responsibility overload. And and it is real, right? You have all of the things that care for your child, whether you have support or whether you don't. But emotionally, it's emotionally taxing when you have to make all of the decisions. You have to come up with all of the plans. And I promise I'm with you. I hear you. I know what you're going through or what you went through or 
the things that you're navigating because I did it too. And so this is not to say anybody's wrong, but it is to just shed light on how we can be more present. Um, I dropped the ball in some ways, in a lot of ways, sometimes, uh, in, in um, my role as a mother early on. Mm. But I didn't catch a break. I was like, thrown into it. Um, so early, but I also had custody of my brother too. So it's like, I didn't get a moment to breathe. And so even if you can't do anything, but before you leave in the morning for work or before you go up and start the day, take you a minute to breathe. And just take it all in and look at it. And knowing you don't have the capacity to show up for everybody else. Um, so because I watch um, you do it well, my daughter. <laughs> what are some strategies you have found effective in maintaining your self-care and well-being while fulfilling the demands of motherhood? Um, well, one of the things is early on I made sure that I taught KJ basic skills to be self-sufficient, like clean up after yourself. Um, because that's one less thing for me to be doing. Mm-hmm. So while you might be having a snack and you had to pick that up, I might need to go do my hair. Mm-hmm. But the door is open and I can see you, hear you, and I'm not too far out of range, but you can be in the room while I'm doing my thing. Because one thing about it, when a woman ain't done, I don't know about y'all, but for me, it's just be like, mm I I feel a little little less powerful. Mm-hmm. That's and just superpower. Yeah, it's just like when you look good, you feel good. Mm-hmm. So even if I can't go to the nail salon, I can buy me some press on, mm-hmm. and I can do my nails. And I'll purposely go get polish to do her nails. So now we doing self-care together. Mm-hmm. But it don't have to be to the point where... I feel too overwhelmed that I can't squeeze something in for me. So I think that because of our bond and how she and I interact with each other, a lot of the stuff that I do for self-care, she want to do too. Absolutely. And I don't feel like I have to keep that to myself because I don't want to compartmentalize that from her because even while I'm doing self-care, she's learning how to care for self. Through that. So, like, when I twisted my hair, she was like, Mommy, I just love your hair. It's so pretty. And she she embraces her own natural um, assets and features and stuff like that based off of how she see me tend to them. So, I just trying to make sure that, you know, she knows by doing it. So, I guess... She gives me room to make self-care a priority for me because I know that she's watching and paying attention and she's embracing it more. Like, when it comes to clothes and stuff that I'm into, she's very much so like me with that. Oh, that's so pretty. That's so cute. And I just be... It puts a smile on my face, quite literally. Absolutely. So, um... Hmm. 
I think it's, um, this is a journey, guys. I mean, me and my daughter have built what we have. We ain't always been here, but we actively and intentionally work on growing this. And um, I honestly think that we both have a, a specific calling on our life to kind of help mothers and daughters repair um, relationships and build strong bonds and be able to hear the hard stuff without thinking love or um, love is lost or love mm-hmm. ain't there or you're being disrespected in any respect. Right. But it's just your own truth. And that's 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 the beauty of this work. When you get to a place of um, in your healing journey that you can hear hard stuff and you don't take offense to a point where it wrecks a relationship uh, temporarily or permanently. Right. I was just going to say, like, that just made me think about, I remember, like, when you were in a different space, mm-hmm. emotionally and presentness was different, where you might go get something, like your nails or something done, and I used to feel a way about that, because I'm like, now why in the world? I ain't get that. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm... Your mama broke. <laughs> so, now, when you do the things that you have become accustomed to doing for your own self-care, I, I applaud and encourage it because I had the opportunity to learn how much I valued it for myself. And it's like, well, I don't want to rob you from that and doing that for you. So, yes, go get your nails done. I like the fact that you into that, the skincare and stuff like that. And you know what I like, so sometimes I might get a little treat. Yeah. So. I bring you something on the back end. <laughs> but I don't feel the the negative emotions I used to feel about it then. Right. Because of the growth and the work that we've both done. It's just like. Yeah. Everybody, everything is everything for everybody now. And I love that for us. Yeah. I think um, for me, um, walking through my healing journey and allowing you to see it and learning how to take accountability and learning how to be transparent, it's probably one of the greatest works I've done in my life. And it's not just for me, but it trickles down to everyone that's in my, you know, sphere of influence. Um, As scary as it was to start it, I'm grateful that I can do hard things. Mm. That's an episode right there. (laughs) I can do hard things. Stay tuned. Yeah, I, I can do hard things. And so, um, I just want to encourage women. We are in a place where we are masterminds. We are powerful. We are phenomenal. We are operating at the highest levels I've seen to date. Um, but remember to pay attention to yourself to see what your capacity level is. And so rather than just doing, 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 and saying yes, yes, yes to a bunch of things that don't really need your presence, make sure you make more intentional yeses to the things that are most important. Mm. 
can give out your overflow. Mm-hmm. Not from your cup. Yeah. That way you'll never feel like you're depleted. Yeah. You got anything else you want to share? I'm going to close us out because I'm trying to be a mother and not hold you up all night <laughs> long and <laughs> continue this, this time. Um, that was it. Just write out, write out things that you want to do and make a strategize a plan for how to execute the things that allows you to fill your cup back up yeah so that you're not depleting yourself by trying to be and do because it's room for both right and you can do it and we love y'all and we thank y'all for listening and tuning in so um my final thoughts in essence to being and doing they're interconnected. Your interstate, um, your interstate values and beliefs of being influence your actions, decisions, and the way you engage with the external world, i.e. doing. Similarly, your experiences and actions can in turn shape your sense of self and being. Striking a balance between being and doing is often a key aspect of your personal development and finding fulfillment in life. So I encourage you to look at what you're doing and be present. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you on the next time at Candversations. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to today's episode. I am signing off. This is your host, Kendra Thomas-Bell. And I'd just like to let you know, if you are in need of therapy, I am a licensed therapist in Atlanta, Georgia. You can reach us at dynamicchangecc.com. If you would like to find another therapist, you can try Therapy for Black Girls as a directory. You can also try clinicians of color as a directory and if you are looking for a male therapist in the metro atlanta area please reach out to counseling brothers of atlanta for your therapy needs we look forward to helping you through your journey this is not a substitute for therapy we wish everyone to have an individual and a collective journey for therapy healing and self-discovery so thank you for listening to Sessions. See you on the next episode.